Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I said, God, if you want me to quit this job, give me three signs. Immediately, I saw three signs, like within an hour about quitting your job. And I was like, so you really want me to quit? It's funny because I wanted to do it. And when he confirmed it, I'm just like, okay, so will you replace my income? You know, like Jehovah Jireh, my provider, will you pay these bills? A lot of people stay in relationships because it sounds better to say that you are in a relationship or you are married versus you are single for whatever reason. When I prayed about it and I asked God to confirm whether or not this person was for me, for the 82nd time and he confirmed no once again and I decided that that was the last time I would ask I said you know what okay if you say this person is not for me it must be because you have something better waiting for me And welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host, Sensi, and on this podcast, we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. Today's episode is me featuring the thunderstorm that is happening outside right now. If you do not know, Atlanta is sunny during the day, and then we have thunderstorms at night, okay? That's what I'm dealing with. So... In today's episode, I want to talk about something kind of controversial. Well, I don't, is it controversial? I don't think so. We'll see. We'll see. But it's something that I struggled with, I think, was it last year? Or actually? Oh, this is deeper than last year. I think last year was when I really realized the impact that it had on me. But today's topic is going to be hiding behind titles. Let me tell you my story so you know what I'm talking about. And maybe you might see yourself in my story. Who knows, right? But basically, I never knew what I wanted to do with my life in school. And I always felt pressured to pick something. Now, in my culture, for those of you who don't know, I feel like Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's like one of five things you can be in this life. And that's a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, or somebody in like business, an engineer, or a failure, right? That like, I feel like these are literally the options <laughs> that are laid out for us. And maybe like an architect of going into politics and government, like titles, right? So I felt like I was always pressured to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life so I can have one of these noteworthy titles. I knew I never wanted to do science. So I know med school was out of the picture and I liked math and numbers. So I went with accounting, right? 
but I feel like there was always a pressure to be successful growing up and it dictated a lot of my decisions in terms of my career. Now, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I will hint at it, but I will not say it. Oops, you can probably figure it out. But anyway, so in school, you know, with all of my delusion, okay, I, I was persistent in my delusion. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I created this... Um, I literally happened to convince everybody around me and even almost myself that I would be like the best accountant in the world, right? I was like the president of NABA, which is the National Association of Black Accountants. I was in all of these student organizations for business, doing all of this extra stuff. You know, I was very involved on campus. I had an internship with a big four um, company. And if you don't know, big, big four is like the four like biggest accounting firms and like anybody who wants to do accounting and consulting like big four is like what they strive for basically right so big four is like a dream for accounting majors i literally got an internship with big four and i ended up working in big four after i graduated for a few years here's the problem i knew that that's not what i wanted to do with my life but i was hiding behind the title because when you tell people you work at big four they assume that you are very smart and you have your life together right they assume like you know they assume the best about you it's kind of like I think everybody would be able to understand like if somebody said they went to Harvard because Harvard is so prestigious it's like you assume that that's per you assume that that person is like the cream of the crop right creme de la creme so working in big four kind of had the same effect and I literally hid behind that because I I didn't first of all I'm not going to go into too much details let's just say it was very stressful and sometimes I felt like I was being worked like a dog okay it was very stressful I had some very long days and it just wasn't overall like I had a great team I really liked the people that I worked with like I had no issues in that department I just felt like it was way too demanding for me in terms of my time so I ended up leaving big four but when I was in big four I struggled to leave big four because I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life yet. And even when I had an inkling of what I really wanted to pursue, I wasn't confident enough because it it didn't sound as prestigious as working in Big Four. So I allowed myself to hide behind the title of I work in Big Four. I was not happy there right i i did not really like it but if people asked me what do you do or where do you work whatever i could just say the company name and that would end the the conversation there would be like no additional follow-ups it's like 
you say you work for a prestigious company and people just assume, oh, wow, you know, you're really smart or you have your life together. And it's like, you know, like you get a certain level of respect that comes with that. And some people like that and they hide behind that, even if that's not what they really want to do. They just like the respect and admiration they get from people from having those titles. I used to be one of those people. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I'm not one of those people anymore, okay? I healed through that. I went through that. And I, that was like a year ago. I got myself through that before I ever made this episode, okay? I got this, I got the idea for this episode a year ago and I was like, let me work through that before I talk about it, okay? Because I will work through my problems before I come on here, okay? That's just me. So I used to be one of those people. I was. I did not know what I wanted to do. And it felt safe for me to just hide behind the title of working in Big Four because people didn't question me. They just assumed I had my life figured out, you know? I don't think I really did it for the respect and admiration per se. Like, I liked certain benefits in terms of like perks of my job that came with the job. So I liked it, but I wouldn't say that I was hiding behind or I needed the respect and admiration. I just didn't want people to question what I was doing with my life because I wasn't sure. So to me, it was like if people asked me what I did and I could name drop the company or name drop my role, it's like, that's the end of the conversation. Versus after I left my job, after I went through the motions of all of that, and I'll talk about it later. After I left my job, when I wasn't working, I, took, I went on a sabbatical. I took a couple months off intentionally, um, and I traveled and stuff. But when I left my job, I feared people asking me what I did because I couldn't name drop the company. If I said it, people now people would have questions because I'm unemployed, <laughs> right? Now people will have questions like, what do you mean you're not working? What do you mean? Da, da, da. What do you mean you left your job? Why did you leave your job? Like, I didn't want to deal with those questions. So I hesitated to leave my job for a long time before I left it because it forced me to have to figure out my life. A lot of people are literally in these jobs, in these positions, in these titles, miserable, but they would rather the misery that comes with the certainty of having that role and the respect and admiration they get from it than the misery of the uncertainty of what's behind the other door. And in this case, it's who are you outside of your job? Who are you outside of your role? Who are you outside of your career, right? A lot of people cannot answer that. A lot of people don't know who they are outside of work. A lot of people, their work is their life. A lot of people don't make time for anything else. They don't prioritize anything else. If you take their job and their careers out of the equation, you are left with nothing. Like they need that cover, right? Because there's so much emphasis on being successful. There's so much emphasis on having a good career that a lot of people just hide behind it, right? And my reasons for 
hiding behind it was again because I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I felt like it wasn't acceptable to be questioning, so I went for a notable career path at a big company, right? I felt safe behind the big four title because I felt like nobody would question me and my standing in life and me having my stuff together if I said I worked in big four. But I was miserable. I was literally miserable. I did not like I liked it at first and I liked the perks and I really liked my team. I really liked the people I worked with, but the stress eventually became too much and I just felt like long term it wasn't sustainable for me. Okay, so I did a good I did a good three years there and you know I, I was like, all right, it's time to go. But before I made that decision of it's time to go, I really wrestled with the fact that I was hiding behind that title. I didn't realize it until I got to a point where I risked the title being stripped from me and then having to look at myself outside of that. It made me realize how much emphasis I placed on what I do and my career. And obviously that's important, right? That's how you earn a living. That's what you spend the majority of your time doing, right? It's very important. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying... That's a lot of time to spend doing something that you really don't like or that you hate. Or for some people, you're absolutely miserable. You don't like it, but you're literally just there for the title. You're just there for the respect and admiration and validation from society. That's the only reason you have that job, because it sounds good to say, I am a doctor. It sounds good to say, I practice law or I work in finance, I have, I work in big law, I work in big four, I work for this notable company. It sounds good to say that because of the emphasis that society places on that. So a lot of people hide behind that, but you don't actually like it. There's nothing about it that you like. You would rather suffer behind that title than leave and explore something else. So I literally wrestled with that, y'all. I was literally, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> I, I, y'all, I was going through it. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Fortunately, I had saved enough for me to take my sabbatical. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody when I left. I told like one person, one or two people in passing, but I didn't really discuss it with anybody because I knew like, in terms of that whole hiding behind titles thing that I realized that I was dealing with, I realized that there was a lot more, you know, there's a lot more to deal with there than just leaving a job, right? Why was I so attached to this job? Why was I so attached to this title? Why am I afraid to let it go, right? So instead of me just finding a new job like a normal person, I decided to go on a sabbatical <laughs> where I literally, I, I saved enough so that I didn't have to work for a few months. I didn't work for half, 
of the year, more than half of the year. I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't work for more than half of the year. What did I do? I thought, I reflected. I thought and I reflected. I prayed. I spent a lot of time with God because I really had to learn to trust him. I literally, I placed so much. I was such an ambitious person operating primarily in my masculine energy. I put so much effort an emphasis on my career and what I do and being successful and working for this notable company, working in big four. And I got there and I was miserable. So I had to leave it, but leaving it presented so many problems because of the emphasis that I placed on it. So in my sabbatical, when I left in those um, months, I literally had to explore all of that and detach myself from thinking my worth is tied to my success, right? Or thinking that I owe people an explanation on what I'm doing with my life, right? That was for me to figure out with God, right? That was for me to get closer to God to see what he has in store for me now that I just closed this chapter in my life, I did not want too many opinions from other people. I did not want to like have to explain myself to other people when I didn't even know what was going on and I didn't heal from that. I didn't figure that out. So I didn't tell anybody. I used the time to get closer to God. I mentioned my routine with him in my last episode where I go to the lake and I just spend time with him and I talk to him. I was up there a lot, like every single day. I was up there a lot, talking to him a lot, you know, like learning different things about myself. And then, you know, I also traveled. I went back to St. Lucia for a month. That really opened my eyes, you know, just taking a break, going back to my roots. Okay. I go home every year. I haven't been home every year since I moved to America, but I declared last year that I would go home every year, right? So I'm on a two-year streak. And I feel like that's so important because for me personally, I never want to... Like, I'm not the type of person that... No shade. But I'm not the type of person that, you know, leaves my country and then I never go back, right? I left when I was a teenager, and I li- I've lived in America for almost 10 years now, but that's still where I grew up. That's still, that, that shaped most of my life, right? I prefer like the culture and everything back home a lot more than I do here because it's more like community-based. It's, it, it, it just feels more homey to me. So... I did that on my sabbatical. I went home and it, it, it also taught me a lot about myself. Um, I was reminded of, you know, certain aspects of why I was working so hard and overworking myself even in some cases. So like that was important for me because that's like the first half of my life. Not even half, like more than half. I've lived back home in St. Lucia longer than I've lived in America, right? Most of my life was still spent back home than in America. So like I literally, when I say a sabbatical, I left, most of my time was spent with God, 
the other half was spent working on like my goals and stuff like that and then also going back home seeing family and friends and just being reminded of where I came from and like how peaceful it feels when I go back home right I realized how important that was for me how much I needed that and that's why I started the streak but I digress I went on a whole like healing journey and all of it was triggered by just leaving the job or wanting to leave the job and feeling so afraid to leave it and I feel like another thing to consider is here in America especially there's so much success there's so much emphasis on success because of like capitalism it's like either you're a millionaire or you're a loser like you have nothing going for you you're a failure like there's so much pressure to like make it here and like it's just, it can be very overwhelming sometimes because I think part of me having this like drive and overworking myself, part of it did develop when I moved here and I realized that, you know, especially in Atlanta, it's kind of like you're either doing well for yourself or you're a joke. You know, like that's what it feels like. Like there's always, like there's this hustle and crying mode mentality here in America where it's like you cannot have peace (laughs) you cannot have peace if you are not cash flowing a million dollars a year at minimum you know it's like there's so much stuff on social media and in real life and in schools that make you feel like your entire purpose is to work and hustle and grind and be successful and I got like caught up in all of that and I wrapped too much of my identity in success. So me chasing the best accounting firms and working for them and hiding behind that, knowing I was miserable, was me trying to fit into this hustle and grind culture, me trying to solidify my place, right? And then also the thing about, you know, like I said, my upbringing, like, don't be a failure, basically. So, like, I feel like with all of those pressures, it wasn't easy for me to leave my job. If it was maybe not in big four or whatever, I would have been like, okay, no big deal. But because I chased or I used the titles and the success and everything that came with that to hide the fact that I was lost and I didn't know what I wanted to do. That's why it was so hard for me to leave that job. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So I say all of that to really get you to think of if you if you might be in the same position, we're talking about your career, like, are you truly happy with your career? Is this what you really want to do? Or are you hiding behind your title? Are you hiding behind your job? Are you even hiding behind employment, knowing that that's not what you really want to do? Some of you want to be a stay-at-home wife. Some of you want to be an entrepreneur, right? And... The thing about entrepreneurship especially is that people don't really clap for you unless you're successful, right? When you just start and you, you, you know, you're working hard and you're not really making the money yet, it's like, you know, people will do their little cute little claps like, okay, you know, congratulations on your business, whatever, you know, it's like cute, but you know, it's like in passing, it's in passing. There's no real respect and admiration until you start making a lot of money and your life starts reflecting it. Then it's then your your little business is not so little anymore. They they there's no little in front of what you're doing now. You know, like they have no choice but to put some respect on your name because of the results. So that's the thing with entrepreneurship too. But like, there's so many different things you can do with your life. There's so many different paths. There's so many different career paths. Like a lot of people, like, I don't know if I'm Gen Z. According to a thing that I saw on Google, I am the oldest Gen Z. We are not really aspiring to like climb the corporate ladder and stuff like that. You know, like a lot of people are doing things creatively online, like making money on social media, making money remotely. And also the whole thing with like, for those of you in the corporate world, like regardless of your generation, it's like we worked from home for like three years and now corporations want people to just start going into the office for no reason. Like things are changing and the thing is when people, when you are like the pioneer of change, the first person to change, you don't really get applause Like you get criticized and judged until you prove your concept, until you've become successful in that thing, right? So I say that because some people don't want to take a traditional career path. You want to do something else, whatever that may be, but you might be on course, on the course of a traditional path because you're afraid of stepping outside of that because you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be criticized, right? That's literally where I was at last year. And I felt like me staying at my job was playing it safe. And I wouldn't have to answer to anybody or deal with any scrutiny or answer all of these questions or feel the pressure to figure out what I wanted to do with my life in that moment if I left my job. So thank God I saved and let that be a lesson to you. Save your coins, okay? Make sure you are saving because the only reason I was able to feel comfortable to do that was because I saved. So I'm not saying like, (laughs) I'm not like recommending that if you don't have the means, okay? Now God will provide if he tells you to quit. But you know, everybody's path is different, okay? For me personally, I was hiding, I was, boy, I was hiding, 
I was hiding. I would be so honest and it would be so interesting because people ask me what you do and I'll say this or I'll be like, I work here and they'd be like, oh, you know, okay. And I'll just be like, you know, okay, thank God. You don't asking me any more questions because I actually don't like <laughs> this job. It's actually really stressing me out. But, you know, I allowed myself to hide behind that. So I prayed that's why I finally left. I prayed, okay? I told you all how important my relationship with God is. I was fed up with my hours for some time. And I, you know, like, you know, a lot of people, you have seen those TikToks, okay? And those social media posts about how every time your job pisses you off, you like open LinkedIn or Indeed and you, you know, search in. A lot of people do that, right? But... I wanted to make sure that when I finally pulled the plug, because of everything that I started to deal with, you know, that identity crisis, I wanted to make sure that this was something God wanted me to do. So I prayed about it a lot before I actually made the decision. I, and I remember I, I told God, I said, God, if you want me to quit this job, give me three signs. Immediately, I saw three signs, like within an hour about quitting your job. And I was like, so you really want me to quit? It's funny because I wanted to do it. And when he confirmed it, I'm just like, okay, so will you replace my income? You know, like Jehovah Jireh, my provider, will you pay these bills? You know, but I decided to do it anyway and walk out on faith. And that's why most of my time spent in my sabbatical was with him because he had to reveal a lot of things to me about myself in that process and I needed the time, you know, because a lot of people thought I was just at work every day. I was praying. I was praying. I was spending time with him. I was doing other stuff like working on my goals, you know, fitness here and there. You know, I was, I was doing other things with my time. But I would say most of my time was spent with God. Like I got closer to him in that sabbatical than ever before because I literally had to depend on him for my next move at every step of the way, right? I walked out on faith and I literally, I was like, okay, so you see my savings going down, right? Like, replenish it. Now, long story short, he took care of me, okay? I'm, I'm, I have a roof over my head. But I digress. The point is, I really want you to consider whether or not you are, you might be in the same situation. Are you hiding behind titles right now? Are you using your career or anything in your life as a cover up because you don't actually know what you want or you're not, you feel like you're not ready to face the truth? It could be a career, it could be a relationship. A lot of people stay in relationships because. It sounds better to say that you are in a relationship or you are married versus you are single for whatever reason, whether it's because of your age or cultural pressures, societal pressures. A lot of these titles sound very appealing because of how society looks at you. People like to hear that as a woman, you are married or in a relationship at least versus single but are you staying in a relationship that you have no business being in because you're afraid of being single 
because you're afraid of how people will look at you for being single. It's not worth your peace and your happiness. And it can be very terrifying, like mentally and emotionally, and a lot of in a lot of other ways for other people, depending on how intertwined your life is with this person. It can be very scary to end a relationship when you don't know what's on the other side. Because you spend every day with this person. Your lives are intertwined. Y'all accounts might be intertwined. You might have children or whatever. It can be very scary to think of what will my life look like if I leave this person. This person helps me and supports me in so many ways. What will happen if I leave? I'm not going to tell y'all my business too much. But I've been there. What I can say from experience is, again, God... When I prayed about it and I asked God to confirm whether or not this person was for me for the 82nd time and he confirmed no once again and I decided that that was the last time I would ask, I said, you know what, okay, if you say this person is not for me, it must be because you have something better waiting for me. You must have a better plan for my life, right? Like, I will be okay outside of this relationship, outside of this job, outside of this situation. And so, because God confirmed, I felt at peace with the decision, and then I left. And I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great, right? Like, no ill feelings or anything towards that person i don't hold grudges i don't have anything against anybody but it's like it wasn't meant for me so when god confirmed it's like if god says you are not for me it means he has something better i don't want to block the better if i'm already not happy right now you see what i'm saying so it can be scary but what has worked for me was trusting God and trusting what he says. And if he says it's not for me, then I have, I have to listen. I have to listen and I have to obey him. I prayed about that job. I prayed and I said, I, I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot. And then when I got those three signs within an hour, like, because you know, sometimes you pray to God for a sign and then, like sometimes he sometimes he takes his time. Sometimes it's like one to three business days. Sometimes it's like a week, you know, and then it's like pure silence before that. Sometimes he takes his time. But you mean to tell me within an hour I get all three signs? You are not playing games. You are not playing games. My angels have never been this quick. They have never been this quick with signs. So I'm like, okay. I have no choice but to listen. And I walked out on faith and it was very scary. But now I'm at a point, let's talk about now. Now I'm at a point where I'm not attached to any titles. I'm not attached to any job. It does not define me, right? Like I have a purpose to play here in this role. And it's whatever God has for me. I'm not attached to anything. I'm not attached to a job. I'm not attached to a relationship title. I'm not attached to a person. The only thing I would be attached to is God, okay? I'm not attached to anything. I'm not attached to any of my possessions. Of course, there are things and people in my life that I appreciate, right? And I wouldn't want anything bad to happen. But I don't believe it defines me, right? Right? I don't believe 
a job or a career defines me. Even my podcast, even my podcast, because one of the things like, like I know God wants me to do this and I know this helps a lot of people, right? But I'm not, I'm, I'm not attached to this either because if God tells me, okay, like on my 200th episode, this is as much, this is as far as I want you to go with podcasting. You have this online library of things, of secluded thoughts that will help people. This is as far as I want you to go. And I want you to go over here and do something else. I will do it. I'm not attached to it. I'm just honoring where he wants me to be right now, but I'm not attached to it. I don't think it defines me, right? I don't think anything I do defines me. I'm not attached to relationship titles either. Like I'm single and, you know, some people, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a relationship or wanting to be married and stuff like that. I do desire to be married one day, but um, I'm not, like my life is not falling apart. <laughs> my life is not falling apart because I'm single. Like I feel whole and complete within myself. Like I feel fulfilled. Like, I really like my life, right? Like, I feel like I have a more or less well-balanced life where, you know, I have a career and I also have um, my hobbies and my different interests that I also cater to as well, okay? Um, I will be going, I, I will be traveling in a few weeks and I was just traveling a few weeks ago. Okay, I love traveling, in case you don't know. And I would like to travel more before the end of the year. So, like, you know, like, I I make time for the things that interest me and things I really want to do, things I really want to try, right? And I also have, like, a plan to incorporate other things into my life, right? But the most fulfilling part of my life is my relationship with God. I don't get fulfillment from anything else other than, like, Him, if I'm being completely honest, like other things make me happy, but the fulfillment and the peace, it really comes from my relationship with him. But I, I feel like my cup is full in most areas of my life where I don't believe like I'm lacking anything. So for me, like if somebody had to look at me and be like, oh, you're single, because Cause I don't know what's wrong with some of y'all, but some some guys, when you tell them you're single, it's like, oh, something must be wrong with you. Relax. Relax. Okay? Just just relax. Okay? But yeah, I don't I don't feel like my life is lacking. Do I desire a husband? Of course, but like I've surrendered that to God, right? Like in his timing. I will be living my best life in the meantime, taking trips, enjoying my life, okay? Exploring all of my interests and hobbies. And that's not going to end when I get a husband either. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not at a point where I'm desperate or anything. So if somebody had to, like, think or use single as an insult towards me, I like, I have no reaction. I, like, okay... You know, because like I'm not I'm not struggling. I'm not lacking. So now I'm very detached from titles. I don't think anything 
that I have or do defines me, right? God defines me, period. But I did have to go through that experience last year with my job for me to realize that I was hiding behind titles, that there was a problem there that needed, you know, exploring. And so that was like one of the things that I had to work through and heal from and learn from. And I'm just grateful that I was brave enough to do that because for some as somebody who made that such a strong emphasis in my life, it was very scary for me to leave my job and leave the prestige of big four and do something else. But I'm so grateful now because I'm not attached to it. Like you cannot hold these things against me. It doesn't define me, right? It was just a part of my story. And if you're struggling with that, I really want that level of detachment for you right? Because these things do not define you. Your career does not define you. It's a big portion of your life, a very big portion, but there is more to you than that. And I hope that you can find the courage to do what you really want to do in life and what would make you happy and what would fulfill you and stop hiding behind a title that society tells you you have to stay behind in order to be perceived as successful or respectable. So that is all I have to say in this episode. If you can relate to anything I mentioned, please leave a comment down below. I would love to hear about your experiences. Um, And as always, if you liked this video, make sure you actually like the video and you subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the audio, then make sure you leave a five-star rating and a written review. That is all I have to say this week, and I will talk to you next Sunday. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.